0: Celebrating 30 years of phenomenal trend forecasting. Here's Gerald Salenti with today's Trends in the News. Hi, this is Gerald Salenti. It's Wednesday, September 11th, 2019. And here are some of today's Trends in the News. September 11th, September 11th, 2001. and World Trade Center. That's September 11th, and look at this. Doesn't even make the front page of the toilet paper a record. That's right. You had to go way back to read about it. And it was a big day in my life, of everybody else's. I had was in action, ready to leave here. Didn't know if they were going to hit Indian Point power plant. If that happened, phew be madness like we've never seen. So I tell the story how, as all this is unfolding, I had my guns gold in a getaway plan about four and a half hours south of Canada. And so I was going to get out of here with my wonderful lady friend at the time, Marie-Pierre, and had maps out to go back roads because I knew the major highways would be closed because if a nuclear power plant was hit, We'd have chaos like we've never seen before. It was also a day that really hurt me in terms of getting on the media. And I used to be on all the time, all the shows, from Oprah, Today Show, Good Morning America, CBS Morning News, Fox, everybody. And USA Today used to run our top trends when it was a real newspaper of the coming year. On December twelfth, 2000, The headline read in USA Today, 2001 won't be our year, Trendseer says. And I warned that a wave of anti-Americanism was sweeping the globe. And that Americans wouldn't be safe at home or abroad. So I got calls from everybody. What's going on? How would you know this was happening? I said, look at our foreign policy. With Israel, Palestinians, Bill Clinton bombing the hell out of Iraq continually, the sanctions he put on them, he killed over five hundred thousand Iraqi children, al his policy. <clears throat> Nobody wanted to hear it, so they didn't have me on for a long time, until I come up with the panic of, oh <laughs> wait, and I did that in, two thousand and seven, then I was back on. Money counts. So here we are, 18 years later, still a war in Afghanistan, destroyed Libya, helping to destroy Yemen, destroying Syria, destroyed Iraq, got to get them Venezuelans, madness still prevails. And very, 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 very little support to Occupy Peace. Because without peace, we will not have real prosperity. We will not have joy or beauty or liberty or love. So it's up to you to make Occupy Peace happen. And up to me, if you want it to happen. So please consider supporting Occupy Peace at www.occupypeace.com. And now, on to the markets. Well, over here in the States. Woof, boom, Dow up over 200 points. Looking good over there in Europe and nice in Asia. Gold's up. Silver's flat. Bitcoin's flat. And oil's up. Dow jumps more than 200 points. Closes above 27,000 for first time since July. Apple shares closed 3.2% higher. And on and on and on, and you know why? The U.S. Central Bank is largely to expect to lower interest rates in a meeting next week. 91% say they're going to do that, as far as the futures markets. So, it's going to be the Fed's decision, and now Trump came out today and called them boneheads. That's right, he called the Fed boneheads. And he went on to say... The Federal Reserve should get our interest rates down to zero or less, and we should then start to refinance our debt. Interest costs could be brought way down, while at the same time substantially lengthening the term, he said. And I said, that's it. Lower interest rates, and then tomorrow, check in tomorrow. That's right, we're going to hear from the ECB, European Central Bank. Are they going to lower interest rates deeper into negative territory? And if they do, will they give more quantitative easing? Wasted almost $3 trillion before. Will they do it again as Germany teeters on recession? So stay tuned to see what happens. Oil falls following report. Trump discussed easing sanctions on Iran. Do you know what this is? So, Trump entertained the idea of easing sanctions on Iran in order to arrange a meeting with Iranian President Rouhani later this month. A report said, one word comes out and the whole thing changes. This is not smart moves, but that's how you play the market. So, we'll see where that goes. And gold. Gold rose on Wednesday on expectations of monetary policy easing by top central banks while global growth risks continue higher. Global growth risks, not growth risks, decline. That's right. So where's gold going? Trend alert, your trend alert. How low will gold go? How high will it rise? It's all there in your trend alert. Oh, by the way, this is a shocker. Citibank came out on Monday, and said they're looking to gold to go to $2,000 an ounce and even higher in a year or two. I guess everybody's reading the Trends Journal. When Citibank says it, when somebody on CNBC says it, oh, then it's real. But when Salenti says it, we don't like that guy because he doesn't do everything we tell him to do or agree with everything we want them to agree with. And that's why you subscribe to the Trends Journal, The Truth in Trends. I'm no prostitute. Can't pay me all the money in the world to bend over and put out for the corporate pimps and the Washington pimps. Ah, speaking about lower interest rates, get ready, get ready. Trump says it. J.P. Morgan plans for zero-rate prospect. Wall Street Journal The lower the interest rates go, the higher gold goes. Period. Paragraph. They're all going to dump in cheap dough. So the bank has begun discussing what fees and charges it could introduce if interest rates go to zero or lower. Now they say this. You ready? A year ago, the Federal Reserve was still raising rates, and many bankers, including Mr. Diamond, expected the rate increases to continue into this year. Not me. No, no, no. I said they were going to lower them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have. But hey, Mr. Diamond said, Citibank said, and the greatest depression is coming. Retail store closures in the first six months of the year have already exceeded the number of bricks-and-mortar stores closed in all of 2018. The pace of retail bankruptcies has accelerated so far this year compared with 2018. And there's this report by BDO USA LLP. They go on to say retailers continue to grapple with excessive debt. Ah, yes, excessive debt. And along with the excessive debt, overexpansion, private equity ownership pressure, changing consumer behavior, all right? Overexpansion and private equity ownership pressure. They buy them up, they cut them back, and they turn them into crap. Everything is in the hands of a few. On top of that, retailers were hurt by the 2018 holiday season, which failed to meet expectations. They don't talk about that. If it failed to meet expectations in 2018, when you had the boost from the Trump's tax cuts, that went to the 1% and a little bit to the rest, what's going to happen this year? Maybe lower. For the full year... CoreSite research predicts more than 12,000 stores will close, compared with a total of under 6,000 in 2018. I mention this because of the Greatest Depression. You see it now. Do you know how bad it's going to be? So, the bigs are going to go down. This is going to fall from the top down this time, as I said, not from the bottom, as it did the last time with the subprime mortgages. Growth in lodging industry weakens. The nearly decade-long rally for the hotel business is showing signs of petering out. They're blaming too many hotels, they're blaming less travel and higher labor costs. New York City looks particularly vulnerable. Labor costs have been rising and the number of hotel rooms has ballooned. Okay. Retail Hotels, real estate. You can see where this is going. They're going to get a lot worse. Bank of England head, banks can handle the next crisis. You know what that is. Bullshit. That's right. Major central banks will have the ability to respond to a normal economic downturn. Bank of England Governor Mark Carney, former Goldman Sachs guy, said Tuesday. The possibility of a slowdown has gone up, he said, around the world, and downside risks to the outlook have increased, Mr. Carney said. Mr. Carney also said that even with very high levels of government borrowing, major nations, including the United States, still have capacity to borrow and spend more money to help stimulate Growth in times of trouble. All right? That's the next thing they're going to do. First we have the monetary policy that's going to fail, then fiscal policy. The government wasting more of our money doing stupid things. Carney is talking about, again, of a downside risk, a slowdown, This is going to be more than a slowdown. It's going to be the greatest depression. Hey, already, India, nothing to do with trade wars. I've been talking about this. The data keeps coming in and getting worse. India car sales fell 41%. 41%. That marked the fifth month of double-digit losses. Sales of two-wheelers such as scooters and motorcycles, they fell 22%. So it's not only that middle class that was going up that's going down, where everybody is going down. So you look at what's going on. And remember, as the greatest depression gets worse, when people lose everything and have nothing left to lose, they lose it. You're going to see strikes increase, protests increase, violence increase, robberies increase, theft You name it, it's going to get a lot worse unless we occupy peace and bring back smart things to build our economy and bring joy, love, peace, prosperity, and freedom back into our hearts. General Motors career workers strike over job fears and pay, 8,000 of them. And talking about sales, GM career sales fell 6.2% in the first eight months compared with the same period a year earlier. It's a global slowdown. Household incomes dropping in Australia. You got it. Officials released figures showing that the average household incomes per capita decreased in real terms by more than 1% over the past year. Car sales fell for the 17th month in a row in August. Year-to-date sales are down 8%. Car sales are very important. That's why I keep bringing them up. That's the average consumer. This thing is going down. Okay. So we have lodging. We have retail. We have car sales and real estate. They're all going to take a big hit when the greatest depression hits. Cars manufacturers would be smart to start developing new types of cars, but they're too stupid to do it. Median U.S. household income showed no growth in 2018. In fact, median household income in the United States is back down to 1999 levels. All right, one after another. When people lose everything and have nothing left to lose, they lose it. Gap between rich and poor gets bigger. The expanding gap between rich and poor is not only widening the gulf in incomes and wealth in America, it is helping the rich live longer lives while cutting short the lives of those who are struggling. According to the U.S. Government Accountability Office, almost three-quarters of the rich Americans... Who were in their 50s and 60s in 1992, was still alive in 2014. Just over half of poor Americans in that same age bracket were alive. That was 2014. It's going to get a lot worse and there's a lot more data. In this, the portion of Americans, 55 or older, who are still working, increased from 30% in 1989 to 40% in 2018. New study published last week sounds the alarm on suicide crisis that is crushing rural America. The study found Americans living in rural communities had a 25% higher probability of taking their own life. Quote. Long-term and persistent poverty appears to be more entrenched and economic opportunities more constrained in rural areas. And so the facts are there. The poorer you are, the quicker you go. And what else do we have here? Now, you know, President Trump got rid of Bolton. That's a good one. He bolted that clown out. What a disgusting human being he is. Bolton. (laughs) Trump's Trump. He's got his, you know, but glad that other guy's out of there. Netanyahu eyes West Bank land. So Netanyahu's running for prime minister. The election's next Tuesday, and now he's saying we're going to take more of that West Bank land. And just so you know the facts, Israel seized the West Bank from Jordan in the 19. Sixty-seven war, most of the world considers it occupied territory. And Israeli settlements and annexations are illegal. That's right. But Israel can get away with it. And if you say anything bad, then you're an anti-Semite or an anti-Zionist. And you could call me. I don't care less about Zionism. They made that one up in the 1800s, late 1800s. So... Call me anything you want. I'm not an anti-Semite. This is illegal. It's warfare. So this time, Mr. Netanyahu boasted that thanks to, quote, my personal relationship with President Trump, I will be able to annex all the settlements in the heart of our homeland. You know what that is. Absolute bullshit. Absolute bullshit. The heart of your homeland, you're stealing other people's property, and no one cares about the Palestinians. So I mentioned that uh, Trump got rid of Bolton, and what a disgusting human being he is. How about that Condoleezza Rice? Yeah, you remember her. Our Secretary of State under George W. warmonger criminal Bush. One of the reasons Trump got rid of Bolton, they had a disagreement on talks about trying to have peace in Afghanistan and they're going to have a meeting at Camp David. And it was canceled. So here's what Ms. Rice says. And again, black, white, male, female, color, race, religion, doesn't matter, good and bad comes in all of them. And here's an example. She said yesterday, I'm relieved that we walked away from these talks. She said there were some bad telltale signs, end quote, that the Taliban was not willing to negotiate seriously. Rice said that she would have chosen a different venue. She also defended the nearly two-decade conflict in Afghanistan, noting that American troops remained in West Germany for 45 years before the unification of East and West Germany, and American troops are still in South Korea to maintain peace in that region. This is disgusting garbage. This is moronic crap. This is military-industrial complex money. What the hell are we doing over there? Bring home the troops. Secure the homeland. We have no business being there. Occupy peace. Quote, Americans are tired of some of the responsibilities. But frankly, hey, who's Frank? Oh, frankly, there's no one but the United States to maintain stability in Afghanistan, Rice said. Remember the patience that helped us create stability in Europe, that helped us create stability in Asia, she went on to say. Now remember, a pew Research poll showed that a majority of Americans do not believe the conflicts in Iraq and Afghanistan are worth the cost. So now President Trump is addressed today on 9-11, speaking at the 18th anniversary, he said about the Taliban and cutting off the talks Over the last four days, U.S. forces have hit our enemy harder than ever been hit before, and that will continue. If for any reason they come back to our country, meaning militants, we will go wherever they are and use power the likes of which the United States have never used before. I'm not even talking about nuclear power They will have never seen anything like what will happen to them. What childish, moronic, ignorant, psychopathic... That is bullshit. You got it. I think George Bush said that. I think Clinton said that. I think Obama said that. Everybody's so tough. Oh, by the way, the obesity problems in the Americans' military, hey, you cats are too fat to fight. Oh, yeah, 20 percent in the Navy, obese, Ship of state, going down. Yep. What kind of talk is this? It's ignorant, moronic talk, nothing about peace. Seventy percent of Americans say arms sales make U.S. less safe. Screw you Americans. We're ruled by crazy people, dumb-o-craps and repulsive-kins. Whether you don't think the war was good, whether you want to end those arms sales, it makes no difference. You don't count. Unless you occupy peace. And then finally, smartphones may be leaking more radiation than we think. Not than we think. We've been writing about it, and I don't have one. I'm the smartest for not having smartphones. That's right, and then with the 5G towers coming in, it'll only get a lot worse. But hey, maybe they'll start World War III by then, and we don't have to worry about anything. This is Gerald Salenti, and that's some of today's Trends in the News.